Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampman. And my guest today is an Army vet and the founder of First to Third Baseball Foundation, Mr. Daryl Gay. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, sir. Uh, first, I wanted to start off with um, what, what is First to Third? Uh, first to Third is a... Uh, it's a baseball and softball organization that I created um, to pay it forward to kids. Uh, our focus is just training the youth, um, and our slogan is "Home Matters." So um, it, it's all about uh, building the kids' proper skill set. So whatever schools um, they attend to, their coaches know that they got proper training in this sport, um, and we also use it to keep the cost real low to make sure all the kids, as many kids as possible, have an actual chance. And so that's pretty much in a nutshell what first third is. Now, how long has it been in existence? Since 2006, 2012. 2012 is when the induction happened. The first camp was in 2013. And we've continued to roll. We're on our way to our sixth winter camp this year. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So how how did you get the process started? Like, you know, how did you start it? Like, did you, did you, you know, did you, are you, were you still working? Um, how did that, well, how did that go? Oh, okay. It was, uh, interesting. It's uh, one morning, I, I wake up three in the morning. And uh, at that time I told my wife, I said, Hey, um, I know what I'm gonna do. And, you know, she wakes up like, what are you talking about? Anyway, I said, uh, I quit. I used to work at VW, um, you know, fixing cars. And then, I went on to my uh, little my baseball field for the alumni I used to go to John Muir High School, and um, I just kind of reimplant myself, you know, reimplemented myself into baseball. And from there, I saw uh, what the problem was. You know, we got a lot of kids who are 11th grade, 10th grade, 12th grade, and not only do they not have, not know how to play baseball, they didn't have the equipment. They were unprepared. And you're talking about you know high level baseball where kids are getting drafted. So in turn, after about two and a half, three years there, I just figured I know what the problem is. They're not getting developed at a younger age. And so I kind of felt like that was my niche. So I left high school and then that's how I created first to third. I went to the park and I told um, a lady called Miss Penny. We call her Miss Penny. Um, she's a director of the park. And I just told her I have an idea. I want to run a summer camp. This is the idea. If I get 10 kids, we're good. And the first summer camp was 31 kids, 31 wow. kids. So the, so it sounds like you actually grew up playing baseball. Yeah. So this is a, this is a all my life thing, man. I, I grew up, this is the only sport I played. I played football one year. I got kicked out of every, every game because I didn't understand the sport. So I used to fight. So <laughs> after, yeah, after it was only what, an eight game season after getting kicked out of six games, I said, this, I'm not doing this football thing. And then, um, yeah, yeah, I just I did baseball all the time, year round, whether it was wall ball, jumping fences, trying to play it. Um, and then I probably learned the most baseball uh, watching it, watching the Braves and keeping score. I used to have a scorebook. I used to have piles of scorebooks and would just keep the score of the Braves. And that's kind of how I really learned the game. And what position did you play? I was a shortstop and second baseman. So middle infield is kind of, you know, that's my that's my pen right there. 
So when you were when you were playing, um, were were they were there other um were there other black kids? Like what was the demographics like when you played? That's interesting you asked that. When I was playing, well, uh, my school predominantly was a uh, you know, black, Hispanic, but at that time we were about twenty three hundred kids. So, you know, there there were some white kids, but I would say my team was seventy percent black you know, uh, 20% Hispanic. And then, you know, we had a couple of, uh, white guys on the team. Um, yeah, it was, it was mostly a black and Hispanic school. Hmm. So in, in your opinion, why do you feel blacks don't want to, because it doesn't seem like black kids really like to play baseball. Why do you think that is? It, it's, it's, it's various reasons. That's a good question. Um, I think one que- one one reason is the lack of fathers in the household. That that's like a a, a primal reason. Um, if you if you kind of remember growing up, you would see the, the the a grown adult male throwing a baseball with a kid in the front yard, and that that was usually uncle or father. Um, as you know, time is gone. You know, less fathers in the household, kind of the more single mother thing. So baseball is an expensive sport. It's hard to really keep them going. And then you have football and basketball, which is kind of the, the visual look for the black man. It's the visual look like, look, you're faster. You can jump over somebody. You can dunk on somebody. It's easier to go this route than go the baseball route where everything's not guaranteed to you. You have to grind harder. You know, it, it's a it's just a different sport. Football is, hey, you go this route. If you're faster than everybody, you're the number one pick which is we all know is not true in any of these sports, but it just seems to the eyeball, to the black community, it's a faster route if they go that way. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the black community because it seems like one of the pills would be for baseball, the contracts are guaranteed. Exactly. And the contracts are guaranteed, right? Uh, There's a kid who who went to a school right here next to where I live. Uh, His name was Hunter Green. Uh, the Reds drafted him, Cincinnati Reds drafted him two years ago now, three years, going on three years. He signed a contract of $30 million or something. He hasn't touched a piece of soil of the Reds' uh, actual facility. You know, he's, you know, he's torn up, but he has $30 million guaranteed, and he's not even in the major leagues yet. But it's guaranteed money to him. So you would think, yeah, well, it's guaranteed money, go that route. But in football and basketball, you go straight to the league in baseball, you know, you don't want to, a lot of blacks, they don't want to go to single A, then double A, then triple A, then work their way to the league. They feel like, man, that's just too long. But what I try to tell a lot of them is you're getting guaranteed money. Like I said, this kid Hunter, he, he hasn't uh, stepped foot onto the Reds actual field and had a real sip of coffee in the major league level. But here he is with $30 million. Now you mentioned earlier um, about the resources, um, but that that does present a challenge because it's like from what I hear, I, I've never really made a real attempt to play baseball. But from what I hear, it's very expensive because you got to travel, you got to pay for gear, and things like that. So I wanted you to touch on that. Like, what are some of the resources that you need to play? You you know first 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 um, it's um rec ball it, it's kind of become a thing of rec ball versus travel ball so in basketball you would have aau right you would have 
your rec ball basketball, then you have like AAU, which is a whole nother style of basketball, right? Guys who are kind of being funded, you have secret guys, you know, so they say, hey, this is a better brand of basketball. You have that with soccer. You have that with football. You have 707s. You have, you know, these certain things, but then you have rec pop one or football. And it's the same thing in baseball. Baseball is you have little league baseball and then you have travel ball, which is a monthly thing where these kids are playing five or six times a week and they're traveling and they're going to these different states. Well, you think about it, if you're a single parent, a single mother for the most part in the black community, it's going to be very hard for you to keep up three, four hundred dollars a month plus room and board when you go your kid has to go to this tournament in texas for four days you have to take work off how do you accumulate the funds to make sure this happens and keep your kid in there mm. what about how do you how do you think the latin influx of players plays into it because you know they get a lot of players from like cuba um venezuela you know the latin american players how do you think that impacts the it has a great impact. And that's interesting you asked that question because I literally just came back from vacation with my colleague um, to Dominican Republic. We went to Dominican Republic. Um, it's not my first time. This was my second time going, but we went to a more baseball affluent city, which is called Puerto Plata. And there you really got to see the baseball and, and, and it dawned on me on how they get there and how serious they take it. It's a big difference. I have kids who I coach, they get out the car with, three bats in their backpack and those bats are $300 a piece and they got brand new cleats and they got a bag, right? So the kid gets out of the car with a thousand dollars or more worth of equipment. Meanwhile, what I noticed in Dominica, I had, I was helping three different teams out and between three teams, they had three or four baseballs. So to answer your question, the heart, the, the, that's their way out. That that's truly how they take care of their families. They're, there's nothing else besides the, the normal life of being, you know, in Dominica or Venezuela. Like that is truly how they take care of their families. So their grind is a, is a completely different level. So what the MLB sees is the MLB, what they see is we can go get this for cheaper. We can go get this for cheaper. So they go out and get what you think is a black guy, right, from America, but he's not. <laughs> so you may be watching them on TV and like, oh, look at Jones. It's like, no, his last name is Suarez or whatever the case may be. And he's much cheaper, but he's going to play it harder because he he needs to be here in America. Big difference. Really big difference. Yeah. And they don't really have, they don't, from what I can tell, they, from what, from what I've noticed, because I've done a little research, but not a lot they don't really have the options that we have in America. And then also I've seen like little videos and clips of them. They're not using bats all the time either. Sometimes they're using just sticks and rocks. Oh man, it's, it's, look, I, I went to one of their fields and it was like walking on landmines everywhere. And they, they got, if they, if they even have a bat, I saw a kid with a bat from maybe 1981 that somehow, some way made his way to Dominica and the bat is so destroyed, but all the kids are using it. Doesn't even matter. The coach demands them to hit the ball. If the ball comes on the ground and it's bouncing 900 different ways, who cares? Feel the ball. That's the way they go about it. They play a little game called acorn ball. They have like these little, little 
acorns that kind of fall off the tree. Maybe they're not acorns. I'm not sure what it is. I call it acorn ball, but they're little like pea type things and they throw and they hit them with sticks. They hit them with random sticks. So now you take that player, you put them in America where the grass is cut clean. The field is straight as, as possible with a straight edge. You give them brand new baseballs and you give them all this equipment. You just made that game so much easier for this kid. That, that, that game at this point is really easy. So the reality is that's how they make it look easy when they get out here. They make the game look very easy. I would, too, if I was playing on landmines. <laughs> <laughs> did, you actually get, did you actually get a chance to play while you was out there? Yes. So we got a chance to show them some of our drills that we use with first to third. And, and it was just amazing to watch them take to it. Anybody who comes out there from America and if you know baseball and you teach them something, they're going to look at you so bright eyed because they never know. You could be the scout. You could be from an organization. That's the way they see things like you're from America. You know, baseball. Oh, you're teaching us this. You may go back and tell somebody or that's how they see it. They're like, somebody from America came. We were showing two brothers, just a quick story. We were walking on the back streets. It was getting dark. Two brothers were throwing a baseball against a wall. And uh, and the ball was all beat up. It was down to the yarn. It was nothing. The gloves were tore up. And they were just working on getting the ball off the wall. I showed them a certain drill. Once we showed them that drill, it was so funny to watch the little brother get on the older brother. And he's yelling at him in Spanish and he tells him something you can hear him say hey something something Americano and you could tell he's saying look you better do what they're telling us because these are Americans showing us this game that we're trying to get to America to play so you can see the way they take it is a completely different realm that's this is what they have Wow. Was that was how did you how did you even get the idea to go there? Because I because I know how how um, rooted baseball is in the Dominican Republic. So how did you get the idea to, to go? Well, my first time I went on vacation, um, the very first time, and I just you know I knew Dominica was really rich in baseball, so I wanted to go. But when I went on vacation, I, I inquired a lot about baseball, and they said, "Hey, this is not the right city. This is more of a vacation city." The city is is here. So I said, I promise next time when I go, that'll be more of my vacation to go to where they play baseball. So as I kind of, you know, I had an Airbnb, as I kind of walked around the city, I just started inquiring about local baseball fields and where are baseball players at. And so they started guiding me. You know, I was out there nine days. So they started guiding me. And, you know, we had a few things to give away from first to third. And, and that was that was the vacation. That was the passion. I wanted to see I wanted to see baseball. I wanted to see baseball in a way that we don't get to see it in America. I wanted to see it in, in, in their setting, how they take it. And seeing that gave me a huge understanding of why they're here. Wow. Yeah. I remember, um, I remember, I can't remember how long ago it was, but I remember um, Joe Morgan was a part of it. They were doing like a big push to, um, to promote, baseball to black to young black players do you yeah. think the mlb is still doing a good job recruiting black players i think the mlb i don't know all the way at the top so out here in, in the city of compton which is which is uh it's a city located in the county of los angeles um they have an mlb urban youth academy which they created about mm, 20 years ago now um i would say less than 20 years ago 15 years ago and 
it, it, its main push was to promote black American born ball players. And I remember going to a, uh, a, it was a black, it was an all black little tournament. It was just like an East West all black game, like a showcase. And Joe Morgan was actually there. And, you know, Frank Robinson and some of these just old historic black guys who just really played this game and they're there, you know, and that was the talk the whole time. How do we get the blacks to do this? So this past year in the college world series, um, I'm not sure how many people paid attention, but Michigan was in the Michigan was in the tournament and Michigan was in the finals. Michigan had three black guys starting on their team. And they asked the coach, how did you get the black kids? You know, it was not just get them. How did you get them to start on your team? Like on your team, you guys are in Michigan. He said, I, I decided to go into the inner city. Enough was enough. There's a lot of American born black kids who need a chance. So I went into the inner city to recruit. And I found these black kids at these local you know, junior colleges. And I said, why can't they be a part of my team? And these kids end up starting. These kids end up starting and leading Michigan, leading Michigan all the way to the finals, three black kids, along with the rest of the team, but three black kids were the fuel of the team. Hmm. Wow. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not, I can't say I'm familiar with that story. Yeah. And not a lot of people, you know, follow college baseball, let alone baseball alone, right? Like baseball itself. Like, look, it's 162 games. It's a long time. Uh, tell me when the World Series starts. But, you know, to find Michigan and find this story and see these Black American-born kids really go ball out, it, you kind of look to your nephew or look to your little cousin to your left and right, like, you sure you don't want to try this sport? Like, you sure? Did you have did you have aspirations of going to the major leagues? I sure did. I sure did. I had um a couple of uh, I had a scholarship, like a little mini scholarship to go to Rice. I had some to Loyola Marymount, a couple of um little scholarships here and there to some local little JC colleges. But um yeah, one day, Saturday just sitting around. I had just came from the Kansas city Royals, um, open tryout and I'm sitting around and the commercial comes on and it says, do you want to do this? I say, yeah. It's like, do you want to be a part of the greatest? I say, yes. It will come join the army. And I grabbed my keys and 27 days later, 27 days later, I was on the plane going to the army. <laughs> I, that was it. Like there was no, that, that was it. And when I tell that story, people laugh because they're like, you didn't think about it or not. I just, it was just an impulse decision, but that's kind of the way I live my life. It's just literally on impulse. One day happens and I just make a move. So basically Sam took your MLB dream. Sam took it. I asked him, can I play <laughs> baseball there? They said, oh yeah, you'll play baseball? Sure. I spent most of my time in <laughs> Yeah, sure. Man, that's wild. So yeah. where, do you, where do you see um, first or third in like five years? Because you've been doing it. I've I've been following you. I've met you through a friend, and I've I've noticed, man, you've been doing a great job just building your um building your foundation. I, I commend you for how much work you've been doing. So, where do you see it in like five years? Well, in five, in five years, as of present as of present day, we're we're, we're building into uh, where you have an Under Armour, you have a Nike, you you see that logo, and it's synonymous with being an athlete doing the right things um 
So in five in five years, I, I really see first to third where we have over 10 coaches, 12 coaches that that have all come from the tree of me coaching them at one point or being coached by one of our first to third coaches and 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 taking the logo and taking the whole home matters um, hashtag and slogan on and off the field and bringing that into all sports doesn't matter the sport it, it's about paying it forward it's about doing the right thing integrity you know showing the next kid if you're eight and that kid is seven but you've done it before you can show that seven-year-old if you're eight and that kid is 10 you can show that kid and continue to just breed more and more guys who want to pay it forward and it's not going to turn their back on if they know something show somebody that show somebody that don't 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 harness that energy and just go you know down the road or to the grave with it per se show somebody that pay somebody for and 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 in five and six years i'm really hoping we have a foundation it, it's starting to grow but in five and six years i'm really hoping we have a foundation where there's 10 to 12 coaches really doing this really just paying it for and a lot of guys can say yeah this all came from you know this thing we call first to third and this in, in our home matters everybody's home matters yeah, it's a great slogan, and, and and I think I don't remember you touching on it. I wanted you to real quick just talk about what you mean when you say home matters, because I don't think you touched on it. I'm glad you asked that. So one day I asked somebody, if I told you home matters, would you agree? And and it was kind of a disgruntled person, you know, but it's okay. It was kind of the perfect person to ask. It like, nah, it don't matter. Who cares? And I said, okay, let's say you're homeless, and I came and kicked over your tent. What would you do? I would kick your eye. Of course you would, because your home matters. So, so, so whether you are at the very bottom, quote unquote, whether you're at the top, you, you, you want to, the home matters slogan, the foundation is, I, I have kids where if, if their grades aren't right, I don't let them come to camp. I don't let them come to practice. I have parents who report to me and they say, Coach D, the home matters portion of the program, as I call it, isn't working. And I say, what's the problem? Well, he won't go to school. He got a 1.9. This is happening. Well, why should they be on the field? Why do you continue to drop them off at practice then? And, and, and that goes to even when we say the off the field part of, did you get your homework done? Did you clean up? Did you take out the trash? Were your chores done? Are you doing everything to be on the field or are you just on the field because you're spoiled? Are you doing those right things? If you go to jail, you can't pay for your rent, right? Or your mortgage, right? Like, so you have to kind of walk a certain path to make sure. So that's the whole home matters thing. We really just try to harness that doing the right thing. As hard as the right thing is to do, do the right thing. Wow. That's a great, and that's a great slogan. I'm, I'm, I really commend you for coming up with that, man. That's a great Thank slogan. You. I'm, um, <laughs> I can't let you leave without asking because I can tell you're a huge baseball fan. So who do you got winning the world? You know, who do you got? The playoffs are just about to start. So who do you like in the World Series and who do you like to win it? The Braves. I'm a diehard Braves fan. Um, <laughs> my boys get on me all the time, you know. My boys get on me all the time into 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 to in that last one we just we we just talked about, you know that 
That's the thing about baseball. It's you start at home plate. That's the thing about life. You start right there at home plate. And the only way to score is to go all the way around through life and end up back at that home plate. That's the only way to score. In football, you start at one side, you go to the other side. Basketball, you start at one side, you go to the other side. Baseball, there's no bad seat in the house. So however you're watching it, however you're seeing it, that you got to end up back at home plate. So my boys get on me because they're like, you're not a Dodger fan. You're at home. You talk about home. Well, my dad, they're all from Atlanta. He was born in Detroit, but they're all from Atlanta. So I'm a Braves fan, and it's going to be the Braves. Every year it's the Braves, even if they're the worst <laughs> team. People ask me, like, so who's going to win? It's the Braves. Like, who do you think? So who are they going to be playing, though? I'm, I got Braves-Yankees. Okay. I got Braves Yankees 2019 World Series. I got Braves Yankees. I got Braves. I got Braves in seven. Okay, well, so I'm gonna go ahead and say my picks. I know they're probably not right because I'm I, I watch baseball, but I don't follow it like I used to. Um, I'm an Orioles fan, so we <laughs> we'll just leave that. <laughs> right, you guys we'll leave that right there. You guys are a little more on the uh, hundred loss side this year. It's yeah, okay. man. So I, I also cheer for the Nets because I'm in the area. I'm in the DC area, so I still, I'm when it, it for me the Orioles and the Nets. I, my loyalty is to the Orioles because they were here first, right? But I still, right. But I still like the Nets. So, um, well, the Nets um, made it. I think I know they they in the wild card. So yeah. I, I, I feel like they're gonna beat Milwaukee. So I'm gonna go ahead and say the Nets in the World Series. Do I have a lot of faith in that pick? No, but I, I don't the things I do know, I know the I know the, the Dodgers had the best record, but their bullpen is terrible. Right. But so is the Nets from what I hear. The Nets bullpen is terrible, but they got they got great starting pitching. And everybody knows when the playoffs start, that's what wins. So I'm going to take the next in the uh, National League and then American League. Uh, I think I'm going to say the Astros. You're going to take the Astros? Well, the, well, well Vegas is going to give you 40 to 1 on the Nats. <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> Vegas will give you about 40 to 1 on the Nats and, uh, right now the Astros, the Astros you go that way you, they ain't gonna pay you much but you get paid something hmm. I may have to look into that now yeah cause they you know they all Vegas believes in the Astros not so much the Nats so if you wanna put something on the Nats you might be able, you might be able to come up with a good vacation if it all works out right hmm. I may look into that Yes, sir. Well, look, man, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, before I let you go, please tell the people how they can follow you on social media. Okay, cool. Um, well, you can follow first to third. It's first, just common spelling, underscore, T-O, underscore, third, common spelling, underscore. That's it. And you can follow first to third. You can check us out for gear, um, training videos, just content period so it's both on and off the field you'll see people just wearing the gear just to support the first to third at home matters and you'll also see baseball and softball clips all right well again man i want to thank you and i want to wish you all the best with uh, the foundation and continue to grow it yes sir thank you so much and i want to thank everyone for listening and you all have a great day